Hi and welcome to Gizmo Podcast number 9. I am Ankur and with me is Nimish. Hi Nimish. Hi Ankur. Hi. So today we are looking at the low cost Android devices. There are a whole lot of Android phones in the market which will cost below 15,000 that's dollar 300 and let's have a look at uh, what these Android devices have to offer. So we begin with something uh, as basic as the Micromax A60 that is costing below 7000 rupees currently on Flipkart and it goes on to <clears throat> uh, on the higher side we have the Motorola Flipout and the Xperia 10 mini Pro which will both of which will cost exactly rupees 15000 right now so uh, android begin with uh, uh, with say high end phones or something that we would uh, directly compare with the iphone but it has certainly come down to the masses now with a lot of devices and a lot of people are talking android asking for devices so nimish how do you see the whole variety of android devices out there well first of all it's, it's absolutely wonderful to see an operating system percolate down so quickly because uh, i mean the most important thing for any operating system to get popular in a smartphone environment is for it to be available to most people now if you remember even the symbian operating system which came from nokia was really popular when the 6600 its price came below 10000 rupees so suddenly everyone was trying out they were no longer afraid of you know a smartphone is being something huge and intimidating now the same thing has happened with android extent They started out with expensive devices like you know the HTC Hero which came for almost around thirty thousand, the HTC Magic in India for almost to be thirty thousand, and now we have come to a stage where they are much more mainstream, much more affordable. They're getting into the territory where the Nokia's and the lower end Blackberries used to roll. So I mean the Flipout, the LG Optimus One, the Micromax A60, as you said, a person now with a certain amount of disposable income. instead of going for a low end multimedia device can actually say let me try and let me try an android device i think that's 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 very terrific and interestingly there are devices with full qwerty keyboards also in this range the mini pro the flip out so they are perhaps more towards the 15000 range but they do have a full keyboard with them as well so that again adds to the variety over here But the question on my mind nimish is these low cost android devices especially the ones with the resistive touch screen the lg optimus and the andro a60 from micromax how good are they is android really optimized for something or can be optimized for something which is running a resistive touch screen well to be very honest i think we have uh, at the cost of antagonizing our resistive touch screen supporters so i'm going to say i think they moved past the touch screen simply because doing things like swiping or keeping your finger consistently for a long time on a screen pinch and zoom things like that don't happen that are resistive touch screens lg perhaps raised that to their first optimus which is why they later came out with the optimus 1 which has a capacitive touch screen micromax has gone with a resistive touch screen with a60 and uh, it's too early for me to say we don't have any figures on how the phone is doing i think that is going to be a you know it's going to be an achilles heel for them because android is almost in spite of the qwerty keyboards present on some devices as you rightly pointed out android is mainly a touch screen operating system and if the touch is not good if the hum is not good the touch is not good the device is going to have problems so to be very honest i fear a bit for devices like the a60 and the original lg optimus 
Interesting. I just noticed that Android A60 for Micro Max is actually running Android 1.1. So they sure have a Android built which isn't too old. But yep, I severely, I seriously doubt a resistive touchscreen and its capabilities. And <clears throat> I'm also wondering about these Galaxy Galaxy 5 and the Optimus one. Uh, no, the ones which are around rupees nine to ten thousand or eleven thousand. Do they really do well with the apps? Do they perform well? Is it a workable solution? Does it preserve the Android experience? Does it give a good experience to the user? Well, I would, I'm in particularly, I'm, I'm very impressed with the Optimus One. But before getting into the handset itself, uh, just talk a bit about Android. Now, what I would say is the Android experience, thanks to the design of the operating system, if you notice the operating system is very much an online operating system. A lot of the stuff that happens there happens because you're connected to the net. The mail, the maps, a lot of things happen off the net. So if you have a good internet connection, the Android experience is going to be pretty much consistent. Unless, of course, you have very, very low RAM or you have a very, very poor processor. These mid-segment phones don't have. Most of them are pretty solid in terms of RAM and in terms of processor speed. So you might suffer in terms of, say, camera quality, which is a hardware thing. You're obviously buying a high-end Android device which has a great 5-megapixel autofocus camera, like, say, the Galaxy S. So comparing that with something like the Galaxy 5 or the Galaxy 3, the camera experience might not be very good. But that is not really Android's fault. That is the phone's fault. So I would say that the Android experience, unlike Symbian of those mobiles, early editions, where we used to see a discernible difference between a mid-segment Windows mobile phone and a top-segment Windows mobile phone, here the difference is not going to be that much. At least that has been my experience of things. Getting back to the to the experience standard in these handsets, I mean, the Optimus one for me is frankly one of the best value for money on the phones right now out there because it is offering the latest version of Android, 2.2, on a pretty good display, decent camera, decent processor. It's doing the job, and you're getting it for around rupees seven and a half thousand, which is staggering. I mean, the Optimus one, you're getting the latest version of Froyo. There are hardly any any handsets right now in the country running Froyo from the beginning. You either have to upgrade it, which can be a bit of a iffy process, or if you want to get it pre-installed, you don't have too many options. So you're getting Froyo around 12,500. And it runs fine. I mean, I use Optimus One. It runs perfectly fine on it. Well, so Optimus One, I believe, is certainly a bestseller for LG. I was also looking at the Motorola XT3 and the XT3, XT5. So the Quench series, both of them seem to be running Android 2.1. And uh, I believe these are the only two handsets that compete with uh, LG Optimus One. And of course, the Galaxy 5 as well. So if one has to pick amongst these four handsets, the Galaxy Fi, the Quench series, and the Optimus One, would you still choose uh, Optimus One? Well, um, first of all, Uncle, there uh, Motorola actually has a lot more ha handsets in that way. There's also, I think, uh, there's also a charm which is just above it. Above it, yep. and the charm is around thirteen. Thirteen two thousand. Yeah, thirteen two thousand. Thirteen thousand two hundred. I think where the Optimus One holds the edge over the Galaxy 5 and the Galaxy 3. The Galaxy 5, in my opinion, is a bit of a poor performer because its processor doesn't really work. Yep, so I meant Galaxy 3. That's the one which comes in the 12,000 range. The Galaxy 3? Yeah. Galaxy 3, yeah. The Galaxy 3 is a solid handset. Yep. The Motos are solid handsets. But if you're looking purely in terms of performance, I would say the fact that the Optimus One runs the latest version of Android. Yep. 
which adds a lot of advantages. For example, the ability to save your apps on the SD card. So the amount of storage space suddenly is no longer that important. You're not worried about how much storage space is left on your for your apps. You can actually store them on your SD. You can use your phone as a Wi-Fi router. I mean, a lot of people who have got Wi-Fi iPads have picked the Optimus One simply because the thing is, so, and just turn on the Wi-Fi sharing on this, and the next thing you know is the Optimus One is working as your Wi-Fi router for your iPad or for any other any any other Wi-Fi only device. So it's pretty clean in that way. If you look in terms of performance, then I would say the X-T5 is a big edge because it has got a very good camera. It's got a 5 megapixel shooter. But it's an older version of Android, 2.1. We don't know when an upgrade is going to come along. So right now, I would say the first is with the LG Optimus One because of the version of Android running on it. Okay, so as I'm reading, the Motorola has announced that the Quench uh, series won't be getting any further Android updates. The ones which are released with 1.6 would remain on one uh, on 1.6, and the ones which are released in India with 2.1 will remain on 2.1. So, uh, great over there is certainly out of the question. But again, uh, let me sh- uh, apart from the apps being stored on SD card and the Wi-Fi hotspot, which I believe will be uh, not a very mass uh, mass feature or something that would really be demanded by the masses. Do you think it's a big deal between 2.1 Eclair and Froyo 2.2? Uh, it's a big difference? For the, for the masses, to be honest, Uncle, no, I do not think so. The masses are not really, uh, that important. The only thing that might actually influence them a bit is the storage space impact. Because if you don't, if you run out of space to store your apps, then, then the safety card option becomes handy. But that apart, the experience is pretty much similar. The minus point might come in the fact that a lot of developers now are developing apps for Froyo and above. So that in the future might have a bit of a falling, but if somebody just wants to access a social network, wants a good smartphone, which can handle push mail, give him a decent number of apps, run things well, I think the difference in 2.1 and 2.2 is not that much. It's not as much as the difference was between, say, 1.5, 1.6 and 2.1, which was a huge difference. So, interestingly, if someone has to pick up a Android device in a budget of 15,000, would you opt for something like the Charm or the Flipout or the Mini Pro uh, or you would stick to the Optimus One? What do you think? Uh, should someone really spend that extra couple of thousand and go for a, a handset like a Charm or a Flipout when compared to a Optimus One LG? Well, the, the thing with the, the devices with the flip out and the charm and even the mini pro are the fact that they give you a QWERTY keyboard too. So I think those who love typing, yeah. those who do a lot of texting, who do a lot of serious emailing, yeah. they might like those handsets because let's face it, if you notice the whole range of handsets we looked here, we're looking at the LG Optimus, the Optimus One, the Samsung 5, none of these have particularly large touch screens. By a large I'm defining something in the vicinity of 3.5 inches, we see on the iPhone. But typing on the iPhone is not that difficult. Typing on the Galaxy S is not that difficult because that's a 4-inch touchscreen. Yeah. But these ones, they have a 3.2-inch touchscreen. The charm is a 2.8-inch touchscreen. So, I mean, in that case, typing on the screen is not really that easy. I had an HTC Hero with her, which had a 3.2-inch touchscreen, and believe me, typing was a bit of a headache for me because I was typing large fingers. Now, if typing is a problem, I would say then perhaps the Optimus One is not your best option because, well, let's face it, the constraint is a touchscreen. You can't type that well on it. And while 
You can use Google Voice commands for texting and all that. No, it doesn't work. Does the it? phone takes a lot of the phone takes a lot of time to get used to it. Yeah. So I just noticed so, even compared to these handsets, uh, uh, in the fifteen thousand range, the Optimus one actually is the only one which has Froyo. So uh, I'm pretty clear that Optimus right. one. We have been discussing it a lot right now, but that one seems to be the one which stands out and seems to be the option for someone who wants to go for a low-cost Android device. But in case someone wants a QWERTY, the flip out, the charm, and the Mini Pro will have to battle it amongst themselves. So, Absolutely. Yep, that's how it looks to me right now. And again, we have promised a lot of new upcoming Android devices. We have been promised a device below rupees ten thousand with a three point five inch capacitive display. So we will be waiting for that to come out as well. And if you notice, Limish, on this uh, keyboard side, uh, I was looking at Gingerbread, uh, that's Android 2.3, running on a Nexus One, and it it has a keyboard which is much more like the iPhone, spaced out and large keys. And I feel now Google Google is realizing that the Android keyboard, though it wasn't really bad, uh, it still had some more to catch up with iPhone. And I guess they have done this with the Android version 2.3, the latest which has come out. So. Yep, I do see that next year if someone is releasing a handset which is below Gingerbread, it would be something rated really low by me. But for now, the Optimus one looks like a good performer. The Galaxy Three is also <coughs> promising. It has slightly better processor than the Optimus one, though. <coughs> and <coughs> given the fact that Samsung, uh, to be honest, has a better name than LG when it comes to smartphones. I am carrying a LG Optimus 7, that's a Windows Phone 7 around Mumbai, and people are telling me, hey, you bought an LG? They're looking at me and they're saying, LG? <laughs> so LG yeah. isn't really a brand name that will pull someone towards them. That's another factor which might work against Optimus 1, but yeah, it is a good performer. So <clears throat> that's pretty much what uh, the low-cost Android phones so currently look to me like. Anything else we are missing here, Namish? Almost not really much, except for the fact that perhaps uh, what Motorola is doing, and just like you talk about what Motorola is doing, because they have the most phones in that segment, if you know that. I mean, yep. the Charm, they've got the Flip Out, they've got the XT3, they've got the XT5, yep. to name just four four devices in that um, segment. Yep. And the, what I find fascinating is about the, the Charm, which I found is quite, a, quite a lovely little hand, shaped like a Blackberry. It's got a 2.8-inch touchscreen, capacitive touchscreen. It's got a full QWERTY, and it's got a track. It's got a backtrack trackpad, so you can actually navigate on the trackpad on the touchscreen without touching the touchscreen. Yeah. Now, the only thing I find again found against this, and I found it against the flip out also, was it was a very low, they were very low resolution screen. 320 to 240 is not really great if you're using Android. You need a higher resolution screen. But yeah, I mean, if you would say just purely right now, the way things stand. I find it very, very difficult to find anything against the Optimus One, to be honest. I mean, it's giving me Froyo. Yeah. Good screen. Perhaps it would have been a better camera, but then you can keep complaining about things. And since now that Android has come down to this price range, how do you think the new Bada OS or the Symbian handset itself compete against it? Do you think they stand a chance? I think Symbian needs to rehaul. Symbian already has handsets. It's the 5233, I think, which cost. 6,500 and offered a lot of functionality. Yeah. But it didn't really do that much because these handsets, if you notice something, Uncle, these are very good looking and extremely functional handsets. Yeah. They work quite brilliantly. I mean, you use the Optimus one, or you use the Flip Out, or you use the Charm, you don't get the feeling that you're using a relatively low cost handset. They work very, very smoothly. 
it's in the terms of functionality where I think Symbian has a lot of catching up to do. Beta, I have not really used a low-cost beta device. I mean, my main experience has been with the Wave, which yeah. is pretty good. Yeah. But if beta comes down, beta can come down to, say, the copy range, who knows? Because it, again, is a simple operating system. Yeah. Very icon-driven. You just hit a button, you just hit an icon, things happen. Beta could do very, very well here. It all depends on what Samsung does. Yep, I did have a look at uh, the Butterworks handsets, the Wave 525, 533, and the 723. So, uh, they are handsets, yep, they do run Butterworks pretty well. And But they aren't really as good-looking handsets. The screen resolution isn't too good, and I didn't quite like the smoothness of the screen as well, though it's capacitive. So, I'm still waiting for some... The OS to mature a little as well. If you put it against Android, it certainly doesn't hold any chance with no apps, and uh, certainly it's uh, no. There's still some small bugs like the keyboard. There's some small frustrations over there. So they yeah. uh, they are yet to iron out those issues. But it is coming down. It is coming down uh, in the sub ten thousand range now. The seven two three was somewhat better. It had a five megapixel camera and a much better design. But the Wave 723, again, uh, it, the cost uh, around 12,000, I guess, takes it uh, into direct competition with the Galaxy 3 and the Optimus one. And, uh, you know, it's easier. You know, it, I would prefer a Android any day over a Bud OS if it's costing the same price. So, Absolutely. And, yeah. and so, they actually yeah. are I think they, that is the most amazing thing. We are getting a new version of a very good operating system at a relatively low price. This doesn't often happen. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the, well, I believe Symbian would still attract, the E-series will still attract uh, quite a few people who want a QWERTY and a good solid performer who yeah. don't want to make a move to a touchscreen right now. But if it's touchscreen, there, there are a few options ranging from the, I would say, I will start from the Galaxy 5 and go up till maybe the Optimus one and the Charm. I wouldn't really count Micromax running a resistive touchscreen to be a very good experience for anyone buying Android, though I am really sure the kind of promotions they are doing will sell them quite a lot of handsets to their target market. But someone really looking at Android as the OS and understands what it is, I don't think they will be going for something with a resistive touchscreen. So, yep. And you also mentioned the backside trackpad that uh, Motorola has. Uh, now I know I would be moving out of context here, but they are getting a tablet out next month. We all know that. Uh, do you That's think right. this would be something that can make their tablet kind of invincible or something really out of the world? Do you think uh, that would be the rabbit out of hat? <laughs> Sorry, what is that? <laughs> yep, rabbit out of hat by Sanjay Jha at CES. Well... It could be, it could be, it could be an amazing thing because the technology is very, very, uh, shall we say, it's very, very touchscreen friendly. But the biggest problem with touchscreens is that your hand covers it partially when you're using it. The backtrack allows you to navigate touchscreen without touching the touchscreen. Now that is a terrific thing, but it also has a minus point as in you normally have to use both hands for it. So you have to end up holding the tablet in both hands. Yeah. So that both your thumbs to navigate. So navigating with just one hand, with your one hand holding the the thing that happened, that could be a problem. But still, like I said, it could be a bit of a rabbit out of a hat because it's terrific. I mean, you don't you can watch the stream without having without your hand obstructing your view. Terrific. 
if they do it yep quite interesting so that's pretty much for our android special podcast here we will come back next week with the highlights of 2010 what really rocked and what we really loved till then goodbye